Ayo, ayo, ayo. Welcome to an all new, brand new, refocus, all that good jazz episode of Full Court Press. It is I, Prince. You know, I go by many names on the, on the jack of all trades, the master of none. I'm here. We're running a two-man game. I'm here with the homie, with the OG, Pierre. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good is that Super Bowl that's coming up. You know what yeah, you got the Rams. All right, this is no longer a full core press podcast. This is a Rams fan podcast. There we go. If you don't want to listen too bad. Yeah, yeah. If, if you are a 49ers fan, sucks to suck. You know, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, it is what it is. We 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 celebrating over here. Finally, you finally slayed the bully, man. Uh, it, it took seven motherfucking trucks. But it, we slayed them when it counted. So it's, we did. We did. We did. We got we got them out the paint when we needed to. And and hey, to win a Super Bowl after doing that, oh, that's gonna be glorious. Shout out to Joe Burrow. I love you, but you're gonna have to get this work from our defense. I'm yeah, sorry. shout out Cincinnati. Nobody's seen Cincinnati being here. Not Hell even I. Oh no. And the fact that they are is it's it, you can't write a better story than that. Shoot, I had them at least making wild card next season. I didn't yeah, think I had them do this this year. I had them winning like six games this year. I'm not yeah, even surprised. Yeah, they surprised out. So yeah. shout out to Cincy, you know, but it's yes. Rams house. You know who it is. Damn right. As a result, right. we're we going to enjoy this time. And um, last episode, I know you weren't there, Pierre, but right. last episode we were joined by Rob. Uh, shout out to Diamond Talk one of the biggest Knicks fans yes. that we know of. And we spoke about the Knicks and, and our thoughts. And we actually went in in depth to um, to share what each of us thought about the Knicks and whatnot. So quickly, quickly, before we cover their game versus Memphis, what are your thoughts on the, on the Knicks and their future? I have been critical of R.J. Barrett. Kind of like Sean Lowry is Jaws dad. I won't call RJ my son yet, but I was very critical just last season because he just didn't look aggressive enough. He just was scared. He wasn't letting the game come to him. But now this season, this man is doing windmills. He's shooting buzzer beaters. He's attacking the rim. He's playing defense. I love what they have there. I'm just starting to wonder, is Thibodeau the guy for the job? Because we all know how it is with Coach Tibbs. He runs his players into the ground and you know then let's just be honest the Knicks should have beat the Hawks last year they should have why they didn't I, I nobody knows but them but it's going to come to that it's going to come down to hey we have this we have this because I mean you have Julius you have RJ you have Kimba well sometimes you have Kimba you have quickly you have Rose Rose is out right now but once he gets back you know things will jail but it's going to come down to Hey, we've seen it with Atlanta with Lloyd Pierce, and I said it on the last season of Full Court Press. I didn't feel he was the man for the job. They out with the old, they bring in Nate McMillan, and Atlanta just takes off. So I feel like with New York, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe he's jump starting them to be, you know, there, but he's, I don't, I don't see it with him. I feel you. I feel you. So then let's just get right into it. So Wednesday night, we had Memphis coming to the garden and the the final score was 120 to 108. Now look, when we look at what Memphis was able to do, Jan Jackson dropped 26, you know, had had himself a 26 and 10 game. Uh, Zaire Williams, 21. 
just dropping 21 points. Nine of 11 shooting. Very that boy was efficient. His only two misses were threes. He went three for, three for five from three. But that's still not bad. It's still not bad. Of course, an MVP contender, one of the, uh, uh, one of the most beloved players on this podcast. And as you mentioned, the, uh, the quote-unquote son of one Sean Lowry. Yep. John Morant had 23, you know, and they, they, they came out strong with the dub. Meanwhile, the Knicks, you talk about all these pieces that they have and, mm-hmm. and people who've been showing up and people who haven't. Well, let's talk about the people who did show up. R.J. Barrett dropped 23 in 38 minutes, 7 of 17, you know, shooting 41%. Um, Evan Fournier, who, who likes to show up big against the Celtics, he showed up today, even though didn't he showed up that night, even though it didn't lead to a W. He went 11 of 18 from the field, 8 of 12 from 3. Yeah. Dropping 30 points. And very that's, that's efficient. Yeah, and, and that's honestly all that showed up for, for yeah. <laughs> Literally no. all that showed up. Yeah, Julius Randle, I mean 18 points on seven of eighteen shooting in 36 minutes. I but will, it's the I will, one for six. It's the it, one for six from three. One that's for six from three, right? I will say this though. I, I forgot to mention Mitchell Robinson. You know, he had a, a smooth 14. Uh, 14 and 11. Double, That's what double. he's supposed to do. Yeah, 7 of 8 from the field, of course. I'm not expecting him to, to fill up the stat nah. sheet score-wide. But when he's efficient around the basket, that's that's all you need. Yep. But again, we go to Randall not showing up. We go to Alec Burke playing 13 minutes and giving us only four points. We got to talk about Kemba. Ooh. Giving us 17 minutes, 0 for 4, 0 points, 2 None. assists, 3 rebounds. Nothing. It's just like I mean, Nothing. at that point, my guy, what did you, what did you show up for? Even though his plus minus was a was a positive one, it's still like, hey, Kemba yeah, burned. but a one, yeah, <laughs> you weren't brought here to score. It ain't like it was point. plus ten; it was plus one. Like, <laughs> Kemba's last two games, he played identical seventeen minutes and did not score a bucket. Right, you can't have that, right. especially if Rose is out and there's talk that you're gonna try to move Burke. I don't know why you would move Alec Burks, but if you're going to move him, you need more from Kemba. Now, I know he he turned the clock back a few times and scored what? He, he scored almost 50 one night, and he's had some decent games, but come on now, Kemba. Yeah. You can't say the defense because he only attempted four shots. It, it, it's, it's crazy. And then yeah. we look at Emmanuel quickly. You know, he, he gave yeah. us 11 points, but he was 3 of 11 from the field, shooting 27%, as well as 2 of 7 from 3, 28%. So Quickly irks me because sometimes he shots, and he shouldn't have to. Well, we the yeah, he's there. streaky. He's streaky. We, yeah, we knew exactly. that coming in. We knew that exactly. coming in. Yeah. Microwaves. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then Cam Reddish didn't play. It was a coach's decision. So it goes back I, to what you were saying about uh, Thibodeau. Is he the right man for the job? And I said this last episode, and I'll reiterate this again. When he was first brought on, I got excited. because we I was all like, did. Yeah, because it was like in terms of creating a, a culture in New York, he can do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I knew that he – I didn't feel he was a long-term answer. No. No. They make it to the playoffs as a four seed last year. Cool. They're heading in the right direction. This year is not looking as hot. And and again, like you mentioned, we're looking at the options to not play 
Cam Reddish, you know, as much? Is it is it he still needs time? Uh, we're looking at the minutes that he is giving others, like Kemba. We're looking at the minutes he's giving Burke. We're looking at the minutes he's giving Obi Toppin and Quentin Grimes. As you mentioned before, no Rose definitely hurts. Yes. Because Rose is like, he has become that glue guy. The buckets off the bench. Exactly. Yeah. When you need him to score, when you need him to facilitate, you can always rely on him. Absolutely. But this game. You know, of course, I want to give all love and, and praise to Memphis for getting it done. It's it's what we expect from them. But for this moment, these Knicks, can't, they, they, it's shown the inconsistencies this season. It's shown the inconsistencies. Yeah, I mean, there's still time to turn it around because, you know, the All-Star break is coming up. Absolutely. And like you said, last season, Julius was riding high. He made it to the All-Star team. He Didn't he win most of them, or he was in the running for most improved? He was in the running for sure. He was in the Okay, running. so he now he gets this contract, and it's kind of like he's, he's settling into that. I mean, one thing I look at is five fouls. We know, you know, you hurt your team when you're not on the floor. So mm-hmm. there could have been times where he got hot, he got in foul trouble, they took him out, and the team was just not, you know, gelling. Because he played 36 Reddish, minutes. He played exactly. a good portion, so that means it was he was all he was basically in foul trouble for. And we know what that is. That's Thibodeau saying, "Oh, we got a chance to win. You're mm-hmm. gonna play. I don't care if you foul out. You're gonna play." And that can work, but it but sometimes it, it won't work. Obi Toppin, he deserves minutes because he's he's growing and he's gonna continue to excel in the role that they have for him. But like you said, with Cam Reddish. What did you make this trade for if you're not going to play him? Is he still nursing an ankle injury? Mm-hmm. Do you just not want to play him? Nothing against Quentin Grimes at all. But we know Cam Reddish and RJ have chemistry because they play together at Duke. Oh, don't tell, don't tell Rob that. Rob is, is on the Quentin Grimes train. Of course, he does love no, Cam Reddish. Rob too. has every right to be on that train. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you can't bring in youth and, oh, you know, hey, uh, sorry, Cam, uh, not tonight. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we're going to play you in spurts. Five minutes here. Next game, you'll play eight. You know, I mean, if, and I knock on wood when I say this, the Knicks are one injury away from not even making nothing. Yeah. And I mean, Julius, RJ, because if one of those guys go down, this team is going to lack, lose their identity. They're not going to have nobody to, you know, carry the team and say, hey, look, guys, our best player is out. We need to do this. Rose is out. Rose would be that guy. Yeah. If we don't yeah. know when Rose is coming back. I don't know. Is it an ankle sprain or, or I don't know what it is with Rose. Yeah, I have to check in on that. But, but he's he's been that loss hurts. It hurts. And, and it's showing. So mm-hmm. with Rob, I feel it. I, I get where he's from. Quentin Grimes is a great player. You know, he was a great player in college. You know, so why not, you know, give those minutes to him? But I'm, I'm just saying, Cam Reddish, the you got him for arguably nothing. Yeah. You know, it was it was a highway robbery. And the fact is, he's only played 15. He's played 20 minutes in three games so far since he's been over. And he hasn't played since the 31st of January. You know, it's, it's been a couple of days. And to only have a total of 20 minutes across three games. And where, when he played on the 31st, how many minutes did he play? Five. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And his debut with the won, Knicks. Even though they won that game. Even though they won, still. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's something we have to see. But Kimba's you know, playing 17. He's not scoring. 
So you have to evaluate this. Yeah. Kimba, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But it's going to get ugly. And you, as a Knicks fan, I mean, they're in a great position. Because, ooh, let's just be honest. When it comes to the Knicks, I mean, I'm used to 23 and or 23 win seasons, 25 win seasons. So they're 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 trending in the right direction, like you said. But yeah. they got to figure out this rotation. They got to figure out, you know, because you can't plug and play Cam here and there. Kimba Kimba is scoreless the last two games. Watch the next game. He's going to be aggressive. They're playing the Lakers. If he does not score against the Lakers with a LeBron James out, because we know LeBron's going to be out a while. Mm-hmm. You you gotta you gotta do something. You gotta do something. I don't know if it's a trade. I don't know if it's to bench him again. And I would hate that because we know Kimba can get it. He can get it going. But like I maybe maybe it's Tibbs. Maybe I don't know, man. Hey, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. So uh, moving on to our next topic, we have our January players and rookies of the rookies of the month. So we're going to start off with the players of the month from the Western Conference. That man, Joker from Serbia. Shout out to to him. He put up in during the month of January, the team went 11 and five. He went 26, 13 and nine points, rebounds, assists, respectively. Eaten. When we talk about the man, the the (laughs) alpha. (laughs) <laughs> the alpha African right now, as uh, <laughs> as one of <laughs> as brother Osa would say, out there in Philly, Philly goes yes. twelve and three during the month of January. He's yes. averaging thirty four points, ten rebounds, and five assists per game. Honestly, who they they deserve it? They, yeah, they really do deserve it. Just to yeah. touch on Jokic for a minute. Oh, of course, of course. The Nuggets were. Stranded. Jamal Murray still hasn't played this mm-hmm. season. You lose MPJ. The bench is kind of not what it was. Even, you know, you got uh, what's his name? Facundo. He's playing. He's, st- he's your yeah. starting point guard. Mm-hmm. But he, he's serviceable. Jogic is keeping his team afloat. And I cannot help but respect that. He goes in night in, night out, knowing that I don't have all my guys. And he continues to dominate. And it's, it's, it's crazy. Exactly, exactly. So then the rookies of the month were Kate Cunningham, the number one overall pick, Kate Cunningham from Detroit, as well as Josh Giddy, the number six overall pick from Oklahoma City. Uh, when we look at what Kate did this month, averaging 17 points, four rebounds, five assists, while Josh Giddy's averaging 13, eight rebounds, six assists. Look, when it came to Cade, first of all, he he dropped his second career triple-double yep. versus uh, Cleveland on the 30th of January, as well as dropping a career high on Denver on the 25th with 34. This this he's, guy is proving why he's number one overall. He's pick. hitting his stride. He's hitting Finally. his stride. Now, the question is, like, hey, can Detroit do something with it? Can they continue to build around it? And I guess that's up in the air regard with uh, concern of what they what do they do with Jeremy Grant? Yeah, that's the thing because I know he's out right now um, mm. rehabbing, but they also have him out because they're like, hey, we may trade you, so we don't exactly. But to me, that just doesn't make any sense because 
You want him to play, whether you trade him or not. If he plays and he dominates, he's going to build his trade value. Yeah, but you but, have him out. You, you, you said what? But it, when we look at when he's out, it's allowed Cade to shine. Yeah, that, that is very true. So it's like, uh, you know. It's an oxymoron. Yeah, it's like Cade is the future. So we oh, want to build around. No question. Jeremy Grant is has been putting up numbers, but it's like. But he disappears. Yeah, can you are are you are you the focal point for a team that wants to contend? Yeah, no, not in my opinion. No. But he thinks he is. He th- yeah, you know. Well, he gonna learn one way or another. He thinks he is, and I, and don't get me wrong, I respect anybody who feels that way. Mm-hmm. But Jeremy, you're not, because if the game is on the line five seconds, I don't trust you to take the final shot. Mm-hmm. I trust K because K is gonna get to the basket. Or he's going to, he's going to take the shot, or he's going to create. I don't trust you to do that, even at the free throw line. I don't. I I just I don't see it. I watched his games when he was okay. See, and he shot. I mean, he shot away from the big moments sometimes. Like you say mm-hmm. with Cade, he definitely is the future. You build that team around Cade. You just got to figure out his position. That's the only thing with me because I don't know if you want him playing at one or the two. If he's gonna, you know, that's really what it comes down to. That's fine. He definitely will win rookie of the year unless Cleveland makes the playoffs and Evan Mobley continues to trend. But right now, yeah. What? Josh Giddy though. Woo. His he's he's taking home his third rookie of the month honor. I mean, SGA out, he is stepping up. He showed out. He got his Man. first career triple double. I saw that that that, that dime he threw from the three point. Yeah, line. yeah. And I just was like, this kid, wow. So this man has been this man has been consistent. The sixth overall pick, he's just been consistent, and and we love it. We love it. So shout out to the players of the month and nice. the rookies of the month for showing the hell. Jalen Green, get your shit together because you should. Oh be here. boy, yeah, he should be. He should crazy. Be. So as we've mentioned before, especially with Detroit, the whole trade thing, and we've been talking about that various times uh, mm-hmm. throughout throughout this season of full court press. Some more trade deadline news that are, are occurring because the deadline is next week. The 10th, right? Yes, a week from today. So when we when we record next week, oh, all, yeah. the, all, the, all the trade Twitter is going to be going off. Happened. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, ex- expect next Friday's episode to be fully about the trade deadline. Yep. So apparently Bradley Beal is open to being moved. I mean, why why did it take you so long to, to finally say this? But not <laughs> only that, not only that, teammates in Washington don't want to play with Dinwiddie. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. So I mean, because that was a question that um I, I don't know if you recall, but when we were talking about teams in the Eastern Conference and where would they lie and, and if yeah. they would fall and whatnot, we mentioned the Wizards, and it was yep. a matter of would they be buyers or sellers? It depends on what direction they want to go to because they're not space where if they decide to be buyers it could be to lead a, a playoff push but if they decide to be sellers they're kind of just saying hey we're done now if you do move Beal are you a, are you buying or selling you gotta sell because you if you move Beal you ruin all ch- unless it depends on the return yeah but if you move Bill uh, high nine times out of ten, you're ruining your chances to make the play in. 
You guys are 24 and 27 right now. Stay the course. Unless there's something miraculous out there that's going to, you know, that you can get for Bill. Mm-hmm. Cool. But no, Kuzma is playing. And I'm, I might get slandered for this, but I don't care. Shout out to Kyle Kuzma because he's showing up. He's playing. Oh, yeah. The team isn't bad. If you want to move Dinwiddie, fine. But you can't move Dinwiddie and Bill. You, 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 you can't move them both. You have to move one. And the one that it should be moved, if the teammates don't want to play with him, is Dinwiddie. Now, with him, I don't know why do nobody want to play with you. You were out last season. You shouldn't be nowhere causing problems. You should just show up and play, man. The fact that you were able to come back from injury should be enough for, for you. You were out with COVID a few times this year. Mm-hmm. Just show up and play. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on in Washington. You had teammates fighting each other. Uh, and then uh, next game, they were throwing lobs to each other. I don't get I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's one of them things where, like you said, with the trade deadline, we got to really got to see what happened because we know a certain someone ain't going to get moved. We're going to get there, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Washington, just don't don't put all your eggs in one basket, and the grass isn't always green on the other side. What's what's out there? Oh, we can get this for Bill. Okay, you go get it for Bill, and then this person come in. I don't want to be here. At least we know Bill still got it though. Yeah, absolutely. He can still still light up the scoreboard. Absolutely. Yeah, you had mentioned there is one other person that we're going to talk about who's not going to get moved. And that is, yeah. of course, of course, we spoke about his teammate who won Player of the Month for January. It is Ben Simmons. Apparently, the Simmons camp don't foresee a trade pre-deadline, and they're perfectly fine with racking up fines and and whatever penalties they have to incur for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Look, this is a very ugly ugly just situation that's developing yep. and mind you i know there have been several different things to come out of both sides and whatnot and hey don't get me wrong i am someone who who is pro business as well as pro player when it comes mm-hmm. to sports and i know that can really butt heads but you can always see both sides of the situation and you right. can at least understand both sides and sometimes you can reconcile them yep but this one right here is just, yo. It, you got to cut the court. Yeah, it's just, there's, in my opinion, there is no leverage for the 76ers. They cannot ask for a ransom. They, they can't really dictate exactly what they want to do with Simmons because this has gotten so bad and Simmons is so adamant on not playing, whereas other teams are like, well, I mean, we can just wait it out if you want. Because clearly he doesn't care about the penalties. He's he willing really to pay for it. And the he 76ers really are dealing with this headache. Mind you, they are doing really well they during are. the season. <laughs> thanks to they just really how are. Embiid is cooking and whatnot. So that's great. But look, this is a this is a a sight for sore eyes that you don't need on your team right now. This is negative attention that you don't need to distract from what you're doing. And at this point, look, Maury, you're not going to get a, a King's Ransom. You're you not. might as well just get what you can to help uh, further take care of the team since you guys are fighting for number one seed and top, top spot in the East. Literally, third, third in the West. I mean, excuse me, third in the East. 
like what? two games back or exactly. half a game back of the first seed. So they right there. I, ben Simmons, I, I've never seen nothing like this ever. The, even James Harden didn't want to be in Houston no more. At least he showed up. This man came to practice, what, twice? Then he mentioned mental. Now, when it comes to that, I get it. You know, mental health is real. And if you need to, if you need it, uh, therapy, treatment, whatever, go for it. But the fact that you are that hurt that Doc Rivers said they don't know if they can win with you, you're basically proving them right. <laughs> I, I don't get it. And, and I little, we, we literally had this conversation previous times on Full Court Press um, in the past. Mm-hmm. And we've said it. We, you got to blow this up. You got to blow this up. One minute we were like, oh, you got to move Embiid. The other minute we were like, oh, you got to move Simmons. But the fact that Embiid is showing up, he's not even getting texts no more. He's not getting thrown out of games. This man is playing. Yeah. He's playing more games than he's played. What's this, his fifth year, his fourth year? I think fifth, yeah. He, this is yeah. his most healthy season today. Exactly. Why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? His most productive in, season to date as well. Exactly. They're going to embrace you. You can add to that. But you're 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 that mad that your coach said, "Oh, I don't know if we can win with him." Hell, we don't know. I love that Shaq attacked him. I love it because we, you know, we know any other team they would have been, you would have been gone. You can't do this in LA. You can't do this in Boston. You can't do this in Brooklyn. You, you know, it's Philly. Maury, like you say, he he gonna have to force his hand and just say, you know what. We, we will make good with what we can get because if you're reaching for a Harden, stop. Bradley Bill, it sounds nice, but stop. You think Ben Simmons is going to want to play in Washington? No. No. Hell no. Lord have mercy. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right. Well, look, we're going to keep an eye on the trade deadline. Like we said, next Friday's episode will be all about the trade deadline. So, any moves that are made or not made, trust the cast of Full Court Press. Yo, I would, I would be shocked, it. and don't be surprised if there's nothing on the Ben Simmons front, y'all out there. Don't be yeah, surprised. if you're yeah. looking for it, good luck. But don't don't sit by your phone waiting. Oh, is he going to be moved? Because there's a good chance. I'm I'm about eighty percent sure that it won't happen. I think John Wall will get moved before Simmons will, and I don't even think John Wall's going to get moved. Oh so, Lord, I forgot about John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Apparently, uh, I forgot where I saw this. Okay, so Dirk has played more games in the last five years than John Wall has. And Dirk has been retired for at least, what, three seasons now? Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. And I blame both sides. Because on one end, John Wall wants to play. On the other hand, they feel like he's going to stunt the growth. But, hell, we are, what, 15 and 34 or something like that? Mm-hmm. What How? What more can John Wall do playing that we're that – we, that, that's worse with losing with him, with him not playing? So, I don't know. They say he's he don't want to get bought out. I mean, that's too much money to buy out. I'm not trying to be – Yeah, he's expensive. Him. We don't have to just take what we can get. I, I mean, don't help the Lakers because I damn sure don't want Westbrook. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
I would hope not. That would be going backwards because Westbrook with Green and KP. KPJ and Westbrook would be fighting. Just put it that way. <laughs> and, and I, I wouldn't want to see that. Shout out to KPJ because he's he's trending in the right direction. He's playing great right now. But well, I won't say great. He's playing good. But yeah, I, I I'm just flabbergasted by some of these players. Just mainly, in particular, Ben Simmons. You're okay with just racking up fines and losing money? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your team make it to the conference finals. Mm. That's on you, bro. If they make it to the finals? That's on damn. you. You damn sure ain't getting the ring. Don't <laughs> yeah, you don't you not. Oh, no. call yourself an NBA champion. I don't give a damn what you I, I don't I know he ain't got no kids, but don't 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 mm-mm. hey let me tell you about the time the dad won. No, no oh no. Maury and Embiid are for sure gonna be like, get the hell out of here. Right. <laughs> you ain't getting yeah. And Embiid is sick of it. I know he is, and he oh, has yeah, every he right is. to be. He is. He is. He tried to be diplomatic about it. He, he tried. We know Embiid. Embiid is the type who likes to have fun. He don't yeah. mind trolling. And he really tried to be diplomatic, but he, once he was fed up, it was. It's like there's no going back. Yeah. So I don't know. All I can say is get your shit together, Ben. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know if you got to. I don't know. If maybe Rich Paul's in his head or what. But really, man, your team is the third seed. Yeah. Where are you trying to go? That's that's. Better than what you have right now. Right. I don't get it. You got Tobias Harris. You got Embiid. You got Thibault, Maxi, Curry, Green, Drummond. What the hell? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If I could trade places with him, I would. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, you, you, you want to be a janitor? Let me go. Uh, let me go, you know, take your spot. I don't got to shoot threes. You know what? I will. <laughs> Yo, people happy. But, you just attempted a couple of shots is already an improvement. As long as you exactly. got the rest of his skill, that, that's hard. Exactly. That's Let hard. me do it. You don't want to do it? Let me do it. Right. Talk is talking about fed up, and uh, we're going to switch gears and head over to the WNBA. Oh, yeah. Liz Cambage. Oh, Liz Cambage. I love you, Liz. I love you. I'm a big fan. <laughs> she is absolutely, and rightfully, yeah. fed up with she, yeah. the status of the WNBA because one, I'm a fan of Becky Hammond. You know, I, I thought that she should have gotten a role as a head coach. And I was actually kind of hoping that the Celtics would hire her when we were looking for a head coach. But she's I'm sure signing. Sammy was too. <laughs> Hates M.A.U. <M-A-Dope. laughs> oh, Marcus, we're not going to get into that. Nah, but not. Becky Hammond, she signed her contract with the Aces, the Las Vegas Aces, and she will be making one mil a year. Now, Liz Cambage is not happy because one superstar in the league, Brianna Stewart, is signing the Supermax. And the Supermax yeah. that she's getting is 220-something thousand. Oof. But you have a coach who's getting one million. a year. Not just a coach, her coach. <laughs> her, you got her coach getting one million. You got to report to this lady at the end of the day. And, and and let's keep in mind, too, it's not just the, the pay scale that the coach is getting in, in comparison to the players. It's also just their travel accommodation. Yes. Liz Cambage is a tall woman. She has First to fly herself out. They have to pay for their own flights in general. And then she needs to always upgrade her space because ain't she ain't, we've all been on a plane. You yep. see how tall Liz is? She ain't, she ain't yep. fitting in those normal seats. That is it's ridiculous, man. So, and she... Her language, the way she spoke about it, 
made me seem like, yo, if nothing gets fixed, she ain't spending her time playing no more. That's that's what I that's the energy I took from it. And I agree with her because it, it makes, I mean, again, we know people will say, well, nobody likes to watch the WNBA, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. There is a fan base for it. And mind you, the WNBA is still a young sport compared to the NBA, the NFL, of course, the MLB, uh, you know, all of that. But there is a fan base. I mean, we here at Full Court Press are fans of the WNBA on various levels. You know, we're, we're not just talking about the WNBA just to fill a quota or whatnot. No, we actually do care about the league. And right now, it's completely unfair. The pay scale is unfair. The, the accommodations, they are professional athletes, and yet they don't get treated as such. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Pierre, talk to him. What, what are your thoughts regarding this? You got to fix this, man, because you can't have coaches making a million dollars and Players getting supermax of 220k. What the hell is 220k gonna do? Oh, that's the super max in the WNBA. Exactly. We talk about the super max in the NBA. I'm not saying that whole you know, because people like to say, Oh, so you're saying they should get paid the same as NBA players? Clearly not, it's not equitable like that. However, they should get paid for this for doing what they do. And that's yeah. no super max being 220,000, but whereas a coach can get paid one mil a year. That's disparity is appalling. And yeah. and also, this is on the WNBA. They need to market their market their athletes better. I know we were talking in the chat, and I believe it was either Osan or either Osan Brown or Jabari. Wanted to mention that when it comes to the WNBA, you the marketing is not there, especially since you have a plethora of young women you can appeal to, young girls you can appeal to. And you're not really doing that. Like I'm not saying that, hey, it's all on the league. Of course, it takes the people as well. But the league can do a better job of marketing their players, getting women to, to, to buy and getting girls to buy in and want to support the league, especially in, in increase the fan exposure, ex- increase exposure to the fans and whatnot. And that right now isn't happening. And these accommodations, honestly, like, can you believe? If my mother was a professional WNBA player, you know how how confused I would be to find out my mom is bringing home like what fifty k for playing on national, Bro. playing on TV, and playing in in arenas, and she's only bringing home like fifty sixty k, and she a WNBA player. I just want to know what the vet minimum is a dollar. Boy, what five k? The supermax is two hundred. What is it, 220? That this is scary. And it's not no sexist thing. It's not saying, like you said, oh, they should what you want a female to no, it's nothing about that. You just gotta improve this because if these women go on strike, they, they still have families to support. Even with Liz, and like you said, man, you gotta get your own travel. Like that, that that's just it's bogus. Not not saying Becky did not deserve the contract, because she she definitely does, but in what world do you give a coach a million dollars and you give a, a, a regular you sign uh Asia Wilson back? What was her contract like? And why is she okay with her coach getting a million? I would that's very fair. That's very fair. And as we wrap up this episode, uh I'm gonna call an audible. Ladies and gentlemen, this Saturday we have one of the final 
at the moment that we know of, but will be the final two matchups between Coach K and UNC, the Tar Heels. Coach K is retiring this season, as we all know, and this Saturday is his last trip to Chapel Hill. He's looking for his 50th win versus UNC. Duke is currently ranked number nine in the country, while UNC is unranked. You know, Roy Williams retired last year. And now this is Coach K's team retired too. (laughs) Team Loki, you know, Hubert Davis is trying to do his thing out there. But you know, just quickly, what are what are your thoughts, uh, expectations for this game? Ah man, Coach K, so many great players he's given us, not just at Duke but in the NBA. It's gonna be sad to see him go, but I know he's. um, It's time. Nobody coaches forever. Forty six years. Yeah, my whole life. <laughs> right, <laughs> almost you know, double. Right, sure. you know, I like I. Wow, I just hope Duke does him right. If you know, just get him in the elite eight at least. They mm-hmm. definitely won't win. The, the, well, they might. There ain't no telling. You know, Paolo the talent nasty. is there. Paolo nasty for real, for real. Yeah, future rocket. I know. <laughs> well, he look at that. Many people got him a top three, top three pick for sure. I just hope he doesn't end up in Orlando. Please don't end up in Orlando. Ooh, that would suck. That yeah. would suck. But yeah, Coach K, they're gonna take it to do. I mean, to UNC because, I mean, like you said, <laughs> Hubert Davis is trying, but it, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I just every time I see uh, the Tar Heels play, I just think of that Magic Johnson uh, interview where he said, "I'm not gonna be here." Yeah, no Roy was like. <laughs> <laughs> this is it for me, dog. Y'all, y'all see you know, what I'm so, getting. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not doing this no more. When you think of um, college basketball, there's three coaches that come to mind. Maybe, no, it's four. Coach K, mm-hmm. Roy, mm-hmm. Bill Self, mm-hmm. he was up there. Um, uh, damn, what is his name from Kentucky? He's Calipari. Calipari, and then you have um, uh, Syracuse, uh, Beheim. You also so, have Izzo from Michigan State. You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So those are like, if you if you can make a uh, Mount Rushmore, obviously Coach K is on there. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is leaving, it's bittersweet. I'm not a Duke fan, but just, he's like I said, he's brought so much. Like Zion busting out of shoes and, and all this. <laughs> it's crazy. Like when you think about Coach K, he's seen some players, yo. Yeah. And this is wow, like man, it's really coming to an end. Duke just just roll out the red carpet and and honor this the right way. Blow them out. I would love a blowout. Because <laughs> you're a Duke fan, right? Yeah, yeah, I would love a blowout. So oh, more that you. happens. Just don't come play USC, Duke, because we're gonna have to take it to y'all. Oh, we're gonna talk about USC in future episodes because we're in February, ladies and gentlemen. And March Madness around the corner, so of course we gotta bring you oh, yeah. some some college basketball content. We will be working Big on facts. that for sure, for sure. March Madness is definitely around the corner. Yeah, hopefully I'm thinking, Duke will be one of them uh, top two, three yeah. seeds. Pierre, you know what I'm thinking? That maybe we should do a full court press uh, March Madness tourney. You know where? And that and that will be lit. Yeah, we got a good group of us in in the chat. We're gonna we're gonna do one. My bracket already filled out. USC. Oh oh my goodness! All right, well, (laughs) no, we're gonna make the buy-in like fifty dollars because I'm stealing that man's fifty dollars. Ooh wee! Have USC winning? I'm not gonna be here no more. (laughs) I feel confident. 
that I come with this pool. But ladies you just and gentlemen, might. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode. Just a two-man game today, but hey, sometimes it's all we do. Yeah. Look forward. Happy Friday to everyone, and look forward for Happy Black History Month. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let's not forget it is Black History Month. So you know, show out. You melanated, show out, show out. Oh, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, it's Cool Quote Press. Happy Friday. We'll see you next week. Deuces.